If you have your Bible, turn with me to Jeremiah. Glory to God. Jeremiah 29. A familiar portion of Scripture, hopefully, to us. I'm going to just read verse 4 through um, 14, I think. Verse 4 through 14. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 29, 4 through 14. There's a lot in this chapter, by the way. (laughs) A lot. Hallelujah. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Of course, I'm reading from the NIV. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also seek the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it. Because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Do not let the prophets and the diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place for which I carried you into exile. Thank you, Father, for your word. And I pray you open our hearts, our ears, our minds, that we can receive and let it be planted, Father, where we can give it out again as seed, Father, that we would sow into others' lives. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. May I speak what you want, nothing else, Lord. And we will honor you. Amen. Amen. This should be a very familiar portion of Scripture to us. I've heard it all my life. (laughs) Remember, my daddy was a pastor. And I have heard it all my life. And so... 
but I really never grasped a hold of it till I got older. And, and I really, even some of it, I still don't understand. But I take it to heart. I take it as God speaking because it's who's speaking. Amen? And we have to understand that as we look at this portion of Scripture, hopefully we will be encouraged in the day in which we live. Because God says some things to these people which can be related to us today about being encouraged and strengthened, about Him watching over us and caring for us. And God is still God. He is a God of mercy, grace, and love, yet He's still a just and righteous God. He will not tolerate sin. Amen? A nation that turns away from Him can expect judgment. Is that true? Okay, well, what happened? Well, Israel had turned away from God. If you go into the the book and you see what really was happening in Jeremiah's day, they were doing all kinds of things. They were turning completely away from God. They were sacrificing their children to foreign gods. Dear God, help us. What's changed today? Are we not doing the same with abortion? God, help us. And people think it's okay. God says it's clearly wrong. Amen? And that's the way we take it. Amen? When God says it's wrong, it's wrong. When God says it's right, it's right. That's the way it is. But we have to understand he's still a just God. He's still a righteous God and will not tolerate sin. And I'm glad, aren't you? You see, Jeremiah encourages the people who have been captured and carried away into Babylon. He encourages them. He encourages them with words that God had placed in his heart to write down and send a letter to them. And I believe we can also take heart from these words. Amen? This letter here was considered one of the most important documents of the Word of God. Think about it. You see, Jeremiah was in Jerusalem. They were in Babylon, 800 miles away. But yet Jeremiah still had a heart for God's people. And folks, we have to know that God still has a heart for his people. If you name the name of Jesus as your personal Savior, if you are doing the best you can to live for him according to his word, if you are doing the best you can to live for him according to how people are encouraging you and strengthening you, then you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God cares for you and God will not forsake you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He will always be what you, when you need you to be. He will always be there. Amen? When you need him to be, he'll be there. Even when you don't need him, he'll still be there. Amen? Jesus said, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
I will never leave you or forsake you. I am so glad of that. There are so many times when I have felt defeated. There are so many times when I have felt discouraged and downtrodden, and God was always there. Oh, listen, I may not have felt him at that point in time. I may not have recognized it at that point in time, but as things began to progress, and after I'd gotten through what I'd gotten through, I could see where God's hand was involved in my life and caring for me every step of the way. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Think about it. Hallelujah. But Jeremiah wrote this letter, and it was delivered by Elasa and Jeremiah. Jeremiah. They were on their way to Babylon. A delegation. And this letter indicates that Nebuchadnezzar was not oppressing the Israelites at this point in time. He's allowing these people to come in and allowing this letter to come in. You see, Ahikam's hand was the one that saved the life of Jeremiah from the angry mob of priests, if you can remember that. And it was now Elasa's, Elasa's, or however you say it, hand that delivered the letter. They were the brother and the son of Shaphan, the priest who had found the scroll of the law. Now listen, during the temple restoration, a God-fearing people amongst a people who had totally walked away from God. Now, think about this, church. A God-fearing family in the midst of those who are not, what light can they shine to make a difference in those that were not fearing God? This family, one God-fearing family, do not forget the power of a God-fearing family, how they can influence others even though they don't want to be influenced. You see... It's, it's, it's how you live that matters among the people that you work with. It's how you talk among the people that you live with. It's how you act among the people uh, that you live with or you work with. And it's also, even more importantly, how you react amongst the people that you work with or you live with so that you can give them Jesus Christ and that they can see the love of God shining through you because that's what's going to touch their heart is the love of God. We can't get upset. We can't get mad at them. We can't. Oh, we can because our flesh will, right? We know that. Our flesh will get mad at them. Our flesh will get upset with them. But we can't let our flesh rule. We have to take authority over our flesh in the name of Jesus and command it to get down and ask that the Spirit of God rise up within us. Amen? That's the only way we can have victory. Now, you hear me. I don't care what situation you're in. When you feel that flesh coming on, when you feel that flesh rising up, you better take authority over it in the name of Jesus or you're going to do something that isn't going to please God. Amen? Now, think about it. I don't care if it's Pastor Jeff. I don't care if it's Mrs. Pastor Christie, associate pastors. I don't care who it is. 
Folks, you let the flesh get involved, and you're going to mess up. And when you mess up, then you had better get ready to fess up. Because God will not tolerate sin, even out of his people, amen? Exactly. Now think about it. Oh, hallelujah. You look at these things. We can make a difference. We can make a difference. That's what we're saying. We can make a difference. We, at school, you can make a difference. At work, I can make a difference. At work, you can make a difference. Wherever you go, whatever you do at work, you can make a difference. At home, you can make a difference. At Kroger, you can make a difference. At Walmart, you can make a difference. We can make a difference. Amen? We can do. That's what we're here for. Amen? We're here to make a difference. We're here to shine the light. To be salt so that people will have an opportunity to receive Jesus. Now, you can't make them. You can't make somebody get on their knees and repent, but you can present them in the love of Jesus, the gospel, and the love that God has poured out on us through his son Jesus in the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. And then they will have an opportunity. You see, i got to get to this flesh thing again because, folks, I don't mind. My flesh don't want to pray for Pelosi. My flesh don't want to pray for Nadler. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, my flesh don't want to pray for Schumer. My flesh don't want to pray for President Biden. (laughs) But folks, God says to love them. Love them and pray for them. Pray for those who what? despitefully use you? Aren't they trying to take everything away from us? Folks, we got to pray against this, this equality bill. We've got to pray against it. I mean it big time. Don't forget it because in the name of Jesus, I'm telling you, if that gets through, we're on the downhill slide. Okay? Now, God knows that. Are we going to quit? Uh-uh. We're going to give up? No. no. We're going to keep fighting, aren't we? Yeah. Because our Constitution has allowed us to have religious freedom to where we can worship God. Amen? We can. Hallelujah. We can worship Him. And I'm grateful for that. The letter was a comfort to those broken with homesickness and confusion. I can't imagine being exiled. I I, I can't. But these people were hurting. They were dragged from their home, dragged from their home, and moved 800 miles away. They were broken. But this letter was a comfort. It was encouraging. Hallelujah. Just like God's word is. Amen. The word of God is what? Quick and powerful. It's strong. 
It's alive. Why is it you can read a verse how many different times and get something different out of it? Amen? I got to stop a second. Sorry. I don't do this. Just everybody turn around and look at it. Norma, Brenda Norman, please. And let's just pray, okay? Yes. Huh? Stretch out your hands and let's believe God in the name of Jesus. That's it, Christy. Oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Yeshua, we pray that you touch her, allow her to breathe freely without any problems, any complications, Lord, and we will give you the praise, just like you putting an elbow back in place of our little brother Jace, God. You can do this for our sister Brenda, Lord. And we ask that in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We want to give God thanks because his word encourages us, just like Jeremiah was encouraging these exiles. In Babylon. See, when you look at it, the portion of scripture that I read, there was there was about five things that Jeremiah brought forth. He brought out. I've been reading and studying out of mastering the Old Testament. And and it brought up some good points. And I have to share them with you. And the one was settle down in Babylon and prepare for the long haul. And you say, well, wait a minute. How is that good news? You know, think about it. And, and, and just kind of just go ahead a few years to now. And God would say, just get ready. Just hang in there. Don't give up. Get ready for a long haul. Okay. All right got to remember something folks one day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day time doesn't mean anything to God why is it that time is how we live <laughs> I mean it's it's the way it's been progressing isn't it everybody has a schedule amen don't we have to be somewhere at some point at some place, at some time, Monday through Friday, maybe even more than that. I don't know. But think about it. We all have schedules. We all have time that we have to live by. And time doesn't mean anything to God. Has God ever been late for you? Have you ever thought he was late? <laughs> yes, yes, we have. God, where are you? What's going on? Come on. We prayed for this and prayed for this and prayed for this. What's happening? And then when it happens, when God takes care of it, everything falls into place again, and we see how God has worked in our lives. And if it would have happened before, we'd have blown it. Amen? God's timing is awesome. You see, basically, Jeremiah was saying, well, 
look, settle down and prepare. Build houses, dwell in them, have sons and daughters, marry, get, let your sons and daughters uh, marry and let them have sons and daughters. See? He told them basically to roll up their sleeves and get to the business of living. Well, would God tell us that? Roll up your sleeves and get the business of living for me. Show people that I live in your heart. Show people that I am your God and that I desire to be their God. Amen? Bloom where you are planted. Hallelujah. You know, people have different gifts. Different gifts and talents that God has given them. And you know what is important is when you have those gifts and you have those talents, you use them for God. Now, some can pick up a guitar. Some can play the drums. Some can play the keyboard. And if you're really blessed, you can play all three. But others can't. Some can sing. Others can't. What others can do is be Jesus to people. Get into the Word. Study it. The Scripture says, David said what? Thy word have I hidden my heart that I might not what? Sin against you. Well, how are we going to know how to live if we don't hide God's Word in our heart? Folks, I'm going to tell you, the older I get, the harder it is to memorize Scripture because i got to keep going over it, keep going over it, keep going over it, and keep going over it. Amen? But I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna quit trying. I'm gonna keep, keep, keep on keeping on. Amen. Number two, he says, be good citizens. Seek the peace of the city. Pray to the Lord for it. Rather than becoming detached and passive, they were actually to bring the grace of God in to the city, in to where they live. Hallelujah. You see, we're to be the same way. We're to do the same thing. We're to be instruments of peace in the midst of such confusion. Aren't we? Yes. Think about it. You see, Jesus said in John 17, when he was praying for his disciples before his arrest in Gethsemane, He says, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, Father, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world just as I am not of the world. Folks, this world is not our home. This world is not our home. We are not of this world. We are of our home in glory. But yet we have to occupy until he comes. Amen? We have to occupy until he comes. Jesus earlier had said in Mark 12, he says, Render to Caesar things that are Caesar's, and to God things that are God's. Amen? Do you think sometimes we get religious in our stuff? Like the Pharisees? Huh? Sometimes we just... We just get too religious about things and about this and about the other thing. Maybe you can go here and maybe you can't go there. We need to render unto Caesar what Caesar's unto God, the things that are God's. We're to be law-abiding citizens 
within our culture, within the secular culture, knowing all the time that it is not our home. Someday, just like when we sang glory, glory, someday we're going to be out of here. Going to be no sickness, going to be no sorrow. Amen? And then I'm going to go home to be with Jesus. Going home to be with Jesus. Hallelujah. Going home. And then number three, it says, don't be deceived. Don't let yourselves be deceived. Folks, there's a lot of people who call themselves prophets. There's a lot of people on TV and things like that that call themselves uh, uh, right with God and this and that and the other thing. But, folks, I'm telling us to beware. We can't believe everything we see on TV or hear. We've got to make sure that it lines up with what? The Word of God, amen? I mean, folks, you're okay. I'm okay. We're all okay. We're not. Okay, we're not. The only way we're okay is if we're living for God to the best of our ability with the help and the, and the, and the unction of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Being washed by the blood. Being, being set free. You see, their, their land was filled with foreign gods. They, that's the reason they were sent into exile, is that they put other things before God. They put foreign gods before God. It was filled with a bunch of false prophets that were quote, prophesying in God's name. But as you, as you read with me, God said he didn't send them. Amen? You see, Jeremiah had gone through a lot. And he was going to go through some more. But he stuck it out with God. It doesn't matter what we're going to go through. Listen. It doesn't matter what we're going to go through. It doesn't matter how things escalate as far as evil is concerned and how bad things get. I don't know. I do know that God knows. And I do know that as we trust him with all of our heart and we do not lean to our own understanding and we in all of our ways acknowledge him, he will direct our paths. Amen. He will keep us. He will watch over us. I hope and pray that we're like the church of Philadelphia. Amen? That God says, look, before the worst comes, I'm going to take you out of here. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want that to happen. Amen? I can't tell you it is. I don't know, but I know he does. God knows, doesn't he? And I know this, that he loves us so much and cares for us so much, he doesn't want any more harm to come to us than it has to. But sometimes we will have to stand up for our faith. Sometimes we will have to stand against abortion. We'll have to stand against homosexuality. 
We'll have to stand against the equal rights thing. We'll have to stand against many things that God is not pleased with in our nation. And I look at our nation, and folks, I know you know, we've said this before, I've never seen it this way. Amen? Never seen it this way. It was like, and folks, I really didn't think it would happen in my lifetime. I really didn't. I mean, my daddy preached, Jesus is coming. Things are going to get bad. You, I mean, just boom, 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 boom. He preached the word of God. You know how long ago that was? <laughs> yeah, it was a while ago. It was over 60 years ago. And things are the way they are. But yet God tells us to beware, to be on guard. And he gives us the Holy Spirit to be able to discern. And we have to know and be sure that we know, that we know, that we know whom we believe, that, that he is able to keep what we commit to him against that day. Amen? What day? The day of judgment. The day. Glory to God. And I keep looking and I keep thinking, you know, God and, and how exciting it's going to be because one day God's going to look at Jesus and he's going to say, okay, go get him. Go get my children. And that day is going to be such a glorious day. Hallelujah. We're going to be so happy that we won't. I mean, we'll be shouting. Woo. I can, you know, hallelujah. How? How do you explain it? How do you? I mean, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> Yeehaw. Yippee-yay. I mean, you know, whatever. It's just going to be like, woohoo. Praise the Lord. But we've got to make sure, we've got to make sure that we keep our focus on Him, His Word. Amen? We can't be tricked by the enemy. We cannot be. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in to give us discernment. Amen? So that we know what's right and know what's wrong. You, have you ever been sitting somewhere and your stomach just starts churning? Ugh. That's the Holy Spirit. It's not, it's not something you ate or something you didn't eat, but it's just that it's that churning in your spirit that you know something's going on. Something's going on. Well, you know, I don't like it when that happens. You know why? Something's going on. And I don't know what's going on. All I know is I got to pray. Okay? And that's all I can do. I don't know if it's one of my family members. I don't know if it's one of y'all. I don't know who or what or what's going on. All I know is I got to pray. But God is always faithful. And he needs you and I as prayer warriors to fight for one another. Amen. Okay. Number four. In spite of how it may seem, we have a hope and a future, a future and a hope. <laughs> Woo. Hallelujah. In spite, in spite of everything, we have hope and future. A future and a hope. Think about it. So what happens if they pass this thing? 
equality bill. Don't look good, does it? But we have a we have a future and a hope. What happens if they take this away from us and take that away from us? We continue to stand, continue to fight, because we have a future and hope. Amen? Never, never. You see, some of the people there at that point in time were older. And even though that they were prophesied that they would return after 70 years, some of them figured out that they weren't going to make it that far. I mean, if you're 80 years old and you add 70, that's 150. And at that point in time, it didn't work. But the encouragement was the children and the children's children that they would see, that they would be able to draw from these words, that they will reap that blessing of returning. Hallelujah. Folks, it is so important to pray for your families. It is so important to pray for your families in this time because we need the strength of our families to rely on the Lord Jesus Christ, no one else. Think about it. And then, and then Jeremiah tells him, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Not only will they come back to Jerusalem, but they will come back to the Lord, to the intimacy of the heart that is described here. The intimacy available to us. Think about this. Seeking God. Seeking God through spiritual warfare. Throughout Scripture, I'm going to read this because it was an insert in my Bible, in my uh, Spirit-filled life Bible. Throughout Scripture, we find repeated references to God's people seeking after Him. Implied in these passages is a quest for God that includes a level of intensity beyond what might be termed ordinary prayer. The word search, along with the phrase, with all your heart, suggests an earnestness that borders on desperation. The word search in the Hebrew, it's darash, suggests a following after or close pursuit of a desired objective. It also implies diligence in the searching process. Think about that. The intensity and the diligence in prayer. Folks, I'm telling us what? That we are going to have to become more intense more focused on our prayer and our study in the Word and our spiritual life than we have ever, ever experienced before. You can't just lackadaisically get up in the morning and leave God out of your life. You, you will not, we will not be able to just lackadaisically leave Jesus at the altar 
and we go on with our lives. Folks, it's to a point where we are going to have to be so serious about serving God that we are willing to leave our old life behind completely and continue the path to the new where the fire of God just purifies us. Think about it. The intensity has to be there like it never has before. In other words, we have got to focus on him like we never have or we never will. We cannot go through life just flippantly, lackadaisically, thinking, well, God, you're there, and it's good. you're always going to be there, so it's okay, whatever I want to do, I can do anything I want because you're God and you love me. Wrong. Are you hearing me this morning? You're going to live for God, you make a lifestyle change, amen? And we're talking, even those of us who are living for God, making a tremendously huge lifestyle change by becoming more, more, and more filled with the Holy Ghost. It's time. It's time. God's desire, God's desire is that we desire the fire to such a point where we are so saturated, people can see the expression on our face that we love Jesus. Amen? It's something that we just can't, we can't dilly-dally around with anymore. Why are we fasting and praying this week? We want to hear from God, right? We want to hear from God. We want to know some things that he already has planned for us. And we want to do what he wants, not what we want, amen? Because if we do what we want, who knows that's going to work? Amen? Folks, I want to know, I want to know what direction he wants us to go in reaching people for Jesus Christ. It is time that we got off of our hind end, okay? I'm putting it nice. Get off of our hind end. Get busy for God and start reaching people for Jesus. Amen? How do we go about it? He has a plan. That's why one of the reasons we're fasting. We're fasting and praying, seeking him, saying, God, show us the way. Amen? Show us the way. We've got decisions to make. Okay? We've got we've got a sound system we need to get. We've got cameras we need to get. We've got different things that we need to get, and we want to get the right ones. We don't want to have to do this again in five years. Hopefully we ain't here in five years, but <laughs> hallelujah. But you understand what I'm saying, church? Folks, loved ones, you understand what I'm saying? We don't want to have to do this in five years. We, don't want, we want to get the right ones that's going to last a long time. Amen? We want to get the right cameras. 
Folks, streamlining is important. You'd be surprised how many people watch us on Facebook. Now, after today, they may not. <laughs> but we're going to keep preaching. We're going to keep believing. We're going to keep praying. We're going to... God's Word, that's what we're going to preach. Amen? Hallelujah. We can't have it no other way. We just can't do it. No way. Hallelujah. See, I'm encouraged because Bob has started a Bible study online, right? Yeah. He said he didn't know how to do the app or anything, but he, he, he experienced it and he got her going. That's one way that we can be active in reaching people for Jesus. Amen? Now, they may not come to church here. Okay. But if they come to know Jesus, that's what counts. Amen? That's what counts. Hallelujah. Now, think about this. We... to be on this earth a purpose God has called each of us you are not here by happenstance you are not here by some chance you are here because God brought you here to be a part of a greater thing that the Holy Spirit is going to illustrate amen we can't do it on our own. Scripture says if one puts t uh, a thousand to flight, two can put how many? Woohoo! We are more than two. Amen. And if we if we agree on any one thing is touching this earth in heaven, God's going to do it. Amen. Any two agree is touching any one thing, God's going to do it. Now, how do I know that? Because that's what God says. Amen. I'm not saying that. God says it. And when God says it, hallelujah, it's true. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, the last point, the last point is this. The false prophets, their teaching will soon be disproved. That God is going to take care of it. In verse 17, now I know I didn't read that far, but it says, I will send on them the sword, famine, and pestilence and make them like rotten figs that cannot be eaten there so bad. Whew. Listen, when God takes care of something, he takes care of it. Amen? Good or bad. I'm glad. And you see, who's ever leading people into the idea that all this sin is good, they're going to get theirs. In Psalm 91, if I remember correctly, it says, Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Okay? Now, I'm going to tell you, the real, really the only one, as I told you before, that I want to see get his reward is Satan. He has caused so much. Oh, 
aggravation. He's caused so much problems. And he's causing this nation problems, folks. Who you think's at the helm of all this? It's Satan. He's the one that's destroying our nation. He's the one that, that gets people like George Soros and those others that can fund all this evil. Bill Gates? That's right. Think about it. But God says he's going to judge him. God says he's going to take care of it. The only sad part of it is they don't want nothing to do with God. Like Nadler said, we don't need God in the Senate. Don't need God in the Congress. If he only knew. We need him more now than we ever have before. But God said he's going to take care of it. He is. And folks, we just have to trust him. Amen? And we know that we cannot take pleasure in their judgment because God himself says he does not take pleasure in the death of the wicked. See, back to our flesh. Our flesh would say, get him, God. Get him. Amen? But that's not what it's about. It's just like, just like James and John wanting to call fire down on them. Jesus says, uh-uh-uh, no, 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 no. And I'm paraphrasing. He says, that's not the idea. That's not the heart attitude. When God does it, it's going to be done right. Folks, that's one thing that we ought to know for sure. When God does it, he's going to do it right. Okay? And we know, just like we sang, one day we're going to be with Jesus, going home to be with Jesus. Going to be no sickness and no more sorrow. Hallelujah. No more pain. No. No more. No more tears. Hallelujah. No more tears. Would you bow your heads with me just a minute? Please close your eyes. I believe there are some here today that need to rededicate their life to the Lord and start anew. I believe really that the way we've lived hasn't been pleasing to God. And, and maybe it's because we don't know. But maybe it's because we did know and just haven't done it. So I'm just going to ask a simple question. If you just want to renew your, your vow to the Lord, if you just want to 
make things new with the presence of the Lord in your life. From this moment on, in, in, in determining your heart to live for him like you've never done before, I want to pray with you. Just lift your hand. Amen. Amen. And put it down. Anybody else? Amen. I lift both of mine, church. I want to live more for God than I ever have before. I don't want to play games. Amen. Dear Jesus, help me. I'm going to ask you to take a bold stand. Those of you that raised your hand, if you will, just come right up front because I want to pray, pray with you. Ladies. Jesus just repeat after me okay yeah just get right in there hallelujah just repeat after me folks Lord I come in Jesus name my heart's desire is to serve you more to be filled with you, Holy Spirit, like I never have been. I want to see your fire. I want to feel your fire and experience your power through your Holy Spirit to change me to become more like you. And we thank you and we praise you right now, giving you all glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs>
praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Father. We praise you and thank you. Glorify your name. Glorify your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So as we see, and there's more that I could get into, but I'm the, I don't have time. But God is taking care of what's need to be taken care of. Amen. And we just want to give him thanks and praise that he is who he is and he can do what he says he can. That he's our God. And his love and care and concern for us goes way beyond what we can imagine or understand. Thank you, Lord. Because I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Amen. Stand with me. Thank you, Lord, for this, this day. Thank you for this service, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here. And thank you, Lord, for those of us who have basically determined in our heart to live more for you. We just give you praise. Father, we are about to go our separate ways. We are about, Lord, to go out. Let us be salt and light. Let us touch lives and hearts for you, Jesus. Thank you now. And I ask your blessing. I also ask that you keep us, watch over us, protect us. Amen. In many ways. And we thank you now. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.